0: That we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G E T P U R O A I R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Making her second appearance on the Minimalist Moms Podcast is fellow podcaster Stephanie Gass. Stephanie joined me back on episode 84 to discuss how our words shape our days. And today she has more wisdom to share, but this time we'll be talking business. Specifically, how can we simplify our businesses? For anyone with any type of entrepreneurial journey, this one is for you. And as I told her at the end of the episode, I think we were meant to have this conversation because her words really inspired me to reevaluate how I'm handling my businesses. So I hope that you too can benefit from this conversation. And lastly, for those of you that are new around here, I do release bonus episodes that serve a niche part of my audience. So if this topic doesn't fit what you're looking for, join me back here next Tuesday for a conversation about raising whole and healthy families. Stay tuned and let's get into this conversation. with Stephanie Gass. Steph, good morning. Welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. Hey, Diane. So good to see you again. I know. It's great to talk to you again. It's been a couple of years since you were on the show. So before we get into our conversation about simplifying business, why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself to people that may not have listened to you a couple of years back?
1: Sure. So hey, everybody, I'm Stephanie Gass, and I'm the host of the Stephanie Gass Show podcast. I've been a podcaster for three and a half years now, and I help women really get super clear on their calling. I believe everyone has a call and a purpose to live out. And then I help them turn that into their life's work by creating a business out of it using podcasting and then monetizing that podcast with courses or coaching. I'm also a mama. got two little boys. I'm obsessed with coffee and I'm a wannabe farmer. We're getting one chicken, Diane. So it's like we live on a farm, farmhouse, but I'm <laughs> yeah. such a wannabe. I just, I'm a poser.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. I hear you. So the struggle with chickens at our house, we badly want them because one of my good friends ha- well, she had them and then a coyote ate all of them so oh my gosh yeah so anyways I will watch her chickens or I have from time to time and we really want chickens now just because I love the eggs I think they're so much better but in our area it's one of the only areas in Columbus that you cannot have chickens it's not zoned for them I'm kind of to the point I'm like do we just ask for forgiveness if anyone finds out because the rooster is the issue it's when you get a rooster that those are problematic because they are so loud you know they say to just go for it and ask for forgiveness right <laughs> yeah, i to me i'm just like this is an opportunity for us to supply food to our family so how can you absolutely can they know that so
1: we'll see I love it well i'm gonna get my one and then i have so many friends who have multiples they're like you're gonna get so many they're so easy stuff i'm like okay we tried goats and that was oh, that wow. was also a coyote issue diane I and know. so I know so I'm like well maybe now that we have a big dog we can do the chicken thing so i'll keep you posted
0: yeah for sure all right well i could keep talking about chickens for half hour (laughs) So why don't we go ahead and talk today? You have five steps for simplifying your business. And I have a variety of women listening. I wouldn't say that this necessarily would apply to everyone, but I definitely have women that have been interested and have reached out about topics like this. So I thought that we would provide them with some of your expertise and hopefully I can help put two cents in there. But I kind of just want to go through what your steps would be and then I can comment. So... What would you say is your first step to simplifying your business?
1: So the first step is to get clear on what you do. So many people, when they start their business, and you guys, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or if you call your job, whatever you want, right? Maybe your job is homesteading or your job is homeschooling or your job is being a stay at home mom, or maybe you work out of the home and you have a career. It's so critically important that you can define in one sentence. It's actually 10 words or less. What do I do? And it's hard because when you actually ask this question to people, Diane, they're like, um, well, I kind of do this and I kind of do this. And I also do that, but I also do this. They don't even have words to put to what they do. And if you don't have word talk about clutter, clutter in your mind, clutter in execution, clutter in productivity, because you don't actually know what you're setting out to achieve every day. So that's the very, very first step. Get super clear on what you do. One little tip here is as you work through this first step, write down on a sheet of paper try to get down to 10 words or less. And I call this a tactical specific outcome statement. Try to pare that down into 10 words or less that's super sticky and tactical. And that includes no filler words at all. And it's all around the number one problem that you solve for people and how you do it.
0: No, that absolutely makes sense. Well, we're clear with our goals, I know that's somewhat of like a smart goal, but I like the idea of it just being one sentence of who we are, what we're trying to bring to what we're doing. And I think it's really important because then we venture down other paths that maybe aren't necessary for what we want to do. All right, really fast before we get into the second one, what prompted you to start doing this? Why did you start deciding that you wanted to help women in this area? What did that look like for you?
1: For me, it really truly was a faith-led move. I was an entrepreneur. I was in network marketing, but nothing was really working for me. I felt like just so tired. I was in the hustle. I was posting on social 24-7 and I was so burnt out from all of it. And the biggest thing was no matter how hard I worked, nothing was moving the needle, right? It was like you're treading uphill. That's how I felt in my business. And for me, you know, my faith is a really big component to having everything that I have and I believe in my business as well. And so, I was praying and I was really working through how am I supposed to build this? And through prayer and like really this big surrender process for me, I felt led to start a podcast because I knew Diane that there has to be a way that I don't have to fight this algorithm. I don't have to struggle to be seen every day. Like there's got to be this other thing. And so, I felt led to podcast because it's evergreen. The podcast stays. It's sticky, right? People can find an episode from five years ago and still get value from it, still end up working with me or buying my programs. And it's evergreen. And then it's behind a mic. Like, you guys don't know if Diane and I are in our closet and our car right now, you know? Like, it's so authentic yeah. and freeing. And so that's what led me into the podcasting space. And then people started asking, they're like, Do you coach? Can you help me with clarity? Can you help me start a podcast? And so I really started listening to my listener. Like, I was like, What do you need? And which actually brings me to point number two which is, who do you serve? That's the second thing of how we simplify our business is often people cast a net like, well, I serve everyone. I can do everything. I'm multi-passionate. And the problem with that is now you're just pulled in all directions. Not only are you confused, you're confusing the person that you're called to help. And so as I got clear on like, okay, my person really is this specific type of woman. She has this specific dream on her heart as well. She wants to do this without social. That's a really big thing that I'm super passionate about is that you can do this without social media. You can grow a business in literally less than two hours a week if you want to using podcasting. And so I found out my who. And once I knew that, Diane, I was like... Mm-hmm like speaking directly to her on every single episode, on every single piece of content, on every title that I would create. So if you guys can get so super clear on who you serve with your number one, what you do, the stars start aligning, like things start clicking, people start knocking on your door.
0: No, that really makes sense. That is a big struggle these days, the social media element of having a business, because there is a part of me, I do like social media, don't get me wrong, but there is a part of me that's like, my life would be a lot better without it at all, but it is a method to get your message out there. And so I want to keep it relevant, but if you can focus on ways to do that outside of it, I think all the more power to you.
1: Yeah. And when we think of trying to have this minimalist lifestyle, that goes with your media usage as well. Like it's not just your physical, it's your mind, it's your heart. It's what you're putting in to your mind and your heart as well. And take a look at that. What am I doing on a minimal level when it comes to my social media consumption, my phone usage? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it started, Diane, with like, we don't have to be all or none. I'm sure as you guys who have moved into this lifestyle, You knew that it was a process. It's the same thing with social. And so for me, it was like, I'm just going to start with weekends off. And I deleted the apps from my phone on the weekends. I was like, Oh my gosh, I have time. I have space. I feel like something is different about the way that I'm seeing my life, like really being present. And then I moved into, I did a 30 day detox and it was a business test to see if it hurt my business to delete Instagram for 30 days. Everything in my business grew because I had the podcast, because I have an email list, because I set up these other pieces. And then after that, I actually stayed off for six months and then I never came back. And it's like, this is the literal best thing in my entire life. Now, I don't love it. So if you guys love, social. Great. But set boundaries for yourself and maybe tiptoe into some of those tips.
0: I think my thing is just whenever I feel like I've been scrolling too long and I'm pretty, I have tried to be pretty good about it, but whenever I've done it for like 15 minutes, I'm like, Oh, you should be reading right now. And I've said this on a different podcast. I heard someone say the time that we all spend in the evenings on social media, like people used to invest in themselves or in their relationships. Like once you put the kids to bed, people would spend time with their spouses or with friends, or they, be reading or they'd be doing like crocheting something that was beneficial, but this time is so wasted that we spend on it. So I don't know. That was really convicting to me, just kind of checking myself like, yes, I can use it for my business if need be, but I don't want to use it more than I have to.
1: And that's the key right there, Diane. It's you all listening that have a business, especially that you think depends on social check yourself. Are you using that as an excuse to be on your phone more than you know, you should be? Mm-hmm. I have a business, so I have to, do you really? Do you really have to check? Like what I teach all my students and clients is you can spend 10 minutes a day and then delete the app. Come back tomorrow, 10 minutes a day. It's time blocked in. You know exactly what you're going to do when you get there because it is a black hole. It's proven to be addicting. And so we have to take control of that and take our time back.
0: So I love that you brought that up. You know, it's really funny not to go down too much of a rabbit hole. I'll tell you this and then we can move on to number three. Right. But I was listening to this book called Stolen Focus, I'll include it in the show note link, but in Stolen Focus, one of the things that he talks about is how we could make social media better. And he interviewed people at Facebook and Instagram and there are meetings and there have been meetings where they're like, how could we make this better? But we're not going to, because that will keep people on the app. Like our main goal at Facebook is to keep people on on the app. And so one of the ideas was the infinite scroll that could easily be an option to turn that off, but they're like, no infinite scroll keeps your brain on there. You want to have that ability to do that. And the other thing was batching notifications. So the idea came about like, Oh, we don't have to notify someone every time at the end of every day or the, every morning they could get their notifications. But that was something that they all disagreed. No, that would not be beneficial to keeping people on our app. So, so, sad. so yeah, sad. yeah. Yeah. Being a busy mom can sometimes mean that home-cooked meals go on the back burner. We leave the stove for a second, and our pot completely boils over, making a total mess. Or we have no time to organize drawers and cabinets, which leads to a chaotic mess of pans and lids. I totally get it. We're busy. But lately, I have rediscovered my love of cooking for my family. I discovered Meyer. If you're not familiar with Meyer, you can check them out on Instagram at Meyer Labs. Their diverse design team created an amazing stackable set after traveling the world to discover what home cooks, including families, love or hate about their current experiences in the kitchen. Their new Meyer Accent Series six-piece cookware set is stunning with its matte black design. It's made for convenient cleanups and stackability, like I said, and not to mention, let's talk about the fact that this little set does the work of a 12-piece set with just two pots, two pans, and two lids. If you can relate to lids being all over, your struggles are gone, and the minimalist design makes it easy to add space-saving organization to your kitchen and eliminate chaos, at least in the cabinets and drawers. It has all the pieces you'll ever need to cook for your busy family. And like I said, there's only two lids that fit all four cookware pieces. So say goodbye to drawers full of lids for this and that, and hello to modern cookware. Check them out at meyer.com slash moms or use the code MOMS for 20% off your order. Try it for yourself so you can experience the true joy of stackable cookware. No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special. And armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite armoire looks. All right. Well, what is number three?
1: Okay. So tip number three in to simplify your business is after you've done number one and number two, you know what you do, you know who you serve. Number three is uncover the number one thing they need. This is something that will decomplicate everything. When I sit with business owners and entrepreneurs, they're like, I'm just, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many options. I don't know what to do first. I have this and I have this and I have... And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what are you actually trying to solve? What is the number one problem that your client, customer, consumer, or if you don't have a business, your kids, your homeschooling, what is the number one thing you're trying to do here? What's the number one problem? And if you don't know what that is, you're a chicken with your head cut off talking about farming. Okay. You're running all in circles. You're doing a little bit of this and you're doing a little bit of this. And you are totally complicating any success, future success that you're trying to have. So what you want to do... The tip that I give in one of my to some of my students is that I want you to sit with five people, five of your ideal client avatars, five. And if you have two kids, sit with your two kids. This works for anything. And you just do a market research interview, these are about 15 minutes long, and you dig into, Hi, I want to know what the number one problem is with blank, right? So let's say Diane would sit with five people, and Diane would say, What is the number one problem you're having with trying to become more of a minimalist, with trying to minimize your home, with trying to declutter, or all of these things. And these people would tell Diane these answers. And so Diane would say, why is that? Tell me more about that. What do you think the problem is? And she's just asking leading questions like peeling the onion layer by layer by layer, listening And these are usually recorded that you guys can do on a Zoom call. Or if you are in person in business, you can sit in a room and record it on your phone. You can take notes if you're doing it with your kids. And what you want to do is highlight or find common themes that your person is saying. There are so many clues that are going to lead you to what the number one problem is, right? So maybe Diane comes to this conclusion that her person's number one problem is that they don't have time to declutter and begin the process. I'm just guessing. But whatever that That problem or pain point is now Diane has ammunition to go out and intentionally build her business and solve problems today. And everything she does, everything that I do, I ask myself, does this help this person solve this number one problem?
0: Again, it's just keeping it simple, which is in turn, actually really beneficial when you can narrow your focus. Exactly. But that gives
1: you to the focus of like, if you guys are trying to create something to monetize with, like an ebook or a course or a coaching offer, now you know how to position your messaging because you know what your person actually needs and wants. And, but the way that they're saying it, so you can use their copy in your copy. Bonus tip.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. All right. I think we're at number four.
1: What's your fourth tip? Fourth one is to come up with your daily top three. Okay. So you guys have so many things to do. We have a to-do list that's 27 miles long. We have all the things. I want you to sure, brain dump all of that. I use Asana as my favorite time management and project tool, but it's like a brain dump list. But then from that brain dump list, you only have three. You pull over your three highest action item to-do list for that day in your business. And that's all you have to do. And when you're done with those three things, you get to shut your computer and go be present in your life. How amazing is that? So daily top three, how do you pick your top three? You ask yourself, does this help move the needle in either growth impact or income. And if one of those are a yes, you can move that over into your to-do list for the day.
0: I've had someone else talk about Asana. Is it the same thing as Trello?
1: It's similar. And I've tried them all. Asana is my absolute favorite because it's scalable with a team. So if Uh you have a team or a future team, you have shared calendars and shared tasks and you assign people. And like, I'm sure they all do that. But Asana is my absolute favorite and we use it as a company. I use it personally now. Like it just keeps my life in order.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Especially when you're managing so many things, it's important to have it somewhere. I like to write things down, but I've been using Trello. I'll definitely check out Asana though. All right. Well, what is the last tip that you have for listeners? Okay. The last tip I have is to get rid of duplication.
1: So talking about Asana... You don't want Asana and a sticky note and a planner and your notifications on your phone, because now you're just distracting yourself with the question, what should I be doing right now? Instead of intentionally knowing I have an hour to work right now or an hour to homeschool or an hour for whatever, what should I be doing? If there's only one place that has that answer, you are going to be so super clear on exactly what you should be doing every single day that moves the needle in your business. So get rid of all duplication. And that is a huge lifesaver. So decide what is your system? What is your tool going to be? And then you marry it, marry it for at least 30 days and know it takes time to create a habit. I'm sure you guys know this 21 to 30 days to create a new habit, to create a new system and commit to it and then get rid of everything else
0: it's tough to do. I think outsourcing is very helpful as well when you're narrowing down what you're in charge of. I don't know. I, I don't ever outsource. And that's because I'm somewhat of a control freak when it comes to the podcast. But I think I'm to that step where I need to just, I need to implement everything that you're saying, because I think sometimes your business can start to grow too. You'll see a ton of growth and you're just like, whoa, I wasn't ready for all of that. And then you have to go back and get organized whilst trying to keep on top of everything that's growing. Does that make sense?
1: It absolutely makes sense sense. And I will say any of you sitting in that same seat as Diane, like, Oh, I'm doing it all. I'm a solopreneur or whatever that looks like, or I'm not outsourcing. The truth was I was the lid in my business and I could only grow as big as I was capable. And you've heard visionary versus integrator. Maybe if you haven't read that book, it's great. It's called rocket fuel and I'm a visionary. And so I have a really hard time with all the little detail work. And most people are one or the other. And so you're going to be this lid until you go, you know what, I'm going to let go of this one piece that like, I'm not super great at. And what happened for me, Diane is like, I hired my first person. And I was like, wow, this feels amazing. Take this, take this, take this. And then I hired my, I was like, Ooh, I need someone else to do. And now like, now we have five people on the team. I think we have like 10 interns. And now I'm like, Who else want to work with us? Like, And the business has exploded because I was the lid. I could not do all the things that I needed to do to be able to shepherd that growth that the business was ready
0: for. I think it is a step of faith. Like you said, it's a step of faith to say, I'm going to not have to control everything anymore because if you're keeping these restraints on it, you don't know what kind of growth you could possibly have or someone that knows better than you and has more experience in other areas. Even if they don't know better than you, that they can be an extra hand, like you said, to take over things so you can have your hone your focus, which is what we've been talking about is just really narrowing down your focus and just being totally aware of what you want to seek out. Exactly. Well, this is encouraging to me. So hopefully it was encouraging to listeners too. So where can they find you if they want to connect with you online? Yeah. So I'd love you guys to come check out the podcast.
1: It's The Stephanie Gass Show. And that's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. And that's really for the faith-led entrepreneur or wannabe entrepreneur. It's like, I want to grow a business from my calling using podcasting. And maybe you're just curious about what that might be. So come check out the show. And then I have lots of free stuff over on my website, stephaniegass.com. Lots of freebies for you over there. I've got clarity workshops, podcasting workshops. I have a checklist, 13 steps to build a profitable online business. All of those are on the website. If you're interested in those, come grab them.
0: Awesome. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: So I saw this question and I was like, I don't know if this is my resource or a resource that I'm using. So I'll just share both. The first resource that I'm using and that I love is Asana. I thought of that one as we were talking, Diane, about how I literally use this every single day to simplify my business. And in there, just a few tips. I've got my tasks. I've got the team's tasks. We have a shared calendar. And then there's high priority, low priority, medium priority, top three, like I mentioned, and then really being intentional with not duplicating. So that's one resource. And then the resource I think could be really helpful for all of you that is mine is the 13 steps to build a profitable business. This really shows you step-by-step-by-step-by-step by step by step by step. if you're interested in moving into that entrepreneurial space or you're in that space, but you really want to go through these simple steps and listen to how to actually do every single step. There are 13 of them. You can grab that at thebizblueprint.gr8.com. B-I-Z, Thebizbizblueprint.gr8.com.
0: Perfect. And then lastly, what is something that you can't stop talking about? Oh my goodness. What can I not stop talking
1: about, Diane? You know, right now I can't stop talking about that book, Rocket Fuel, because I just finished it. And it's really helped me to understand that there are different personality types in business and that it's okay. Like there's absolute freedom to be who you are in your business and to stop trying to be everything you're not and to accept that, you know, we are each. Perfectly and wonderfully made. And we have our unique gifts and our unique skills, and that there are other people that can add so much value in our businesses. And whether it's paid or not, whether it's books and whether it's an intern, whether it's somebody that's just going to help you by outsourcing, that it is okay to let go and to lean into growth, even though it's uncomfortable. And the last thing I can't stop talking about is this quote. I don't know who said it, but I love it so much. And it's everything's hard until it's not. It's just landed for me. I'm like, everything is so hard then you do it and you realize that you can.
0: Well, that's a great word to end on. And I'm also going to add that book to my library list. So thank you again so much for joining me today and sharing all these tips with us. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. What did you think of the episode? If you enjoyed this conversation, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review is the best way you can help this podcast continue to succeed and grow. Again, thank you to everyone who supports The Minimalist Moms by listening, leaving those rating and reviews, or following along on social media at Minimalist Moms Podcast. As always, I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com, and there you can find links to the Instagram account, my Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. At
1: Parker, our purpose is simple.